going on, everybody? Is yours truly, Mr. Okay, Fabe here. Welcome back to another episode of the World of Fandom podcast. We are fans. This is the world. It just happens to be a podcast. You guys know me. I'm Connor, aka Okay, Fabe. And join me with my brother. I know it's a lame messenger, dude. I'm running out of quips here. We've been doing this for like 16 episodes. I can't think of anything. I got Andrew Cutter Inc. with me. What's going on, Andrew? <laughs> What's happening? It's late. It's I, it, it did. I mean, I can't. They can't all be gems, right? No, I guess not. But you know, it is what it is. It's not like you have to give the same intro every time. When Road Dog came down with Billy Gunn, he said the same thing every time. D Generation X is proud to present to you the team It's the same shit. You Spe just have to have that catchphrase and own it. Speaking of which, shout out to uh, Road Dog, who unfortunately did you hear the news. No heart attack. He's uh, in the hospital. Fuck! How bad is he? Uh, his wife said he's recovering, but we don't know a lot of details. Dude, that sucks, bro. He was one of my favorites from the Attitude Era. Oh, you didn't I know? I loved Road Dog. Oh, dude, he had some, one of the best entrances too. Because see, the things that make good entrances is the ability to have like that big opener, like the rocks going, "If you smell," or or Xbox, where it's like, "Xbox, Xbox." Or Triple H is where it's one, two, is this thing on? Like, the palate cleanser. And nothing was better than, oh, you didn't know? So good. Well, uh, I, I I hope he recovers. I hope everything goes good for him. Uh, you know, you just remind me of, and this, I, I'm, I'm sure you're going to remember this reference. Do you remember, mm -hmm. um, yo, you're dealing with the X Factor. I got everything oh, I want. Bro, I was just thinking that, <laughs> I was thinking that two days ago, and I thought to myself, in the darkest, most private moment of my life, I said, am I the only person in the world no. that was cool with the X Factor song? Dude, it was one of the best ones they had going. Like, the, I mean, I'm, I'm pissed that the team didn't get more. And the team was decent. Just incredible X-Pac and Albert. I mean, could have done yeah. more with them. It's, it's a shame because X-Pac clearly was, uh, you know that there was stuff going on in the background. Mm. So, mm. I mean, it, yeah. it would have been nice to get more from X-Pac because he, I honestly think, out of all of the DX members, with the exception of Triple H, you know, coming from that era, you know, New Age Outlaws, him, China, whatever, I honestly, I honestly truly think he has some of the most potential as a singles wrestler. Nothing against Billy Gunn, nothing against Road Dog. they were great as a tag team, but I really think Xbox had potential. Maybe not world title, but like solid fucking upper mid-card, he could have really crushed it. And it's just a shame that, you know, Things took the turn that they did, but it is what it is. No, it's true, but uh, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll be talking some more wrestling stuff yeah. in a minute. But we've yeah. got a lot of stuff to dive into this week. Uh, we've got we'll be talking about this, the the um, we're gonna talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm very happy that Andrew checked this out because I've been very curious to hear his thoughts on it. Episode two dropped this past Friday. Mm -hmm. Ooh, it was heavy. Um, we also have uh, we're gonna talk about the Suicide Squad trailer. I am very excited for that. That was that was mm -hmm. so refreshing. And then um, I believe there was another topic you wanted to talk about this week, right? Oh, Black Adam. Uh, yes, Black, Black Adam. Adam. Yep. Yep. We got a little casting from Black Adam. Let's just say Fate, Doctor Fate, got casted by uh, good old Pierce Brosnan. So. Uh, We'll have to talk about whatever you want to tackle first, we can tackle first. Well, the first thing I want to tackle is our Twitter account because our Twitter account has blown up by three more followers. Hey, nice. Hey, we'll take it, right? Um, so hey, you guys, by the way, how did that Twitter poll go? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, if you guys haven't followed us on Twitter, at PodFan, and we're looking to be more interactive. In fact, I'm going to post something about that in a second. We're going to talk some wrestling stuff in a little bit. Um, but the Twitter poll is still technically up for, as of recording this, another day. But, dude... 
I have to, you know, I, I admit defeat when I'm defeated. Uh, the strongest human in Dragon Ball was the poll that we posted. We got 22 votes, not bad, uh, and a whopping 72% of them. I think it's I think it's pretty clear. It, it goes to Krillin. Yeah, my boy. I That's just, what happens when you don't have a nose. You have to be the best somewhere else. <laughs> I just, it, I guess the part that just really confused me, like I said, was the whole thing of Tien like coming in during the boop. I guess that's where it throws me off. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Well, here's the thing: Krillin's ratio of his good being the best human yeah. is not equal to, like, say, Goku or Vegeta. Is what I'm saying. Right. He was not the best human during the the Buu arc, but. At the end of Super, he definitely was, which ironically, he was eliminated pretty quickly in the tournament power. But let's all be honest, Krillin's greatest victory was Android 18, and I mean, bro, that's all he needs. Scatterbullet! Yeah, exactly. I can't, I can't, I can't do the voice louder right now because people are sleeping, but you get the idea. Um, yeah. I mean, the poll's still up for another uh, another 24 hours. Can the, it's not going to change, let's be real here. It's not going to change. No. But I'm going to actually throw up another question over on Twitter that we'll talk about since we're talking about, we talked about, um, you know, theme songs and whatnot. So I want to hear some of your guys' favorite theme songs in wrestling. We talked about X Factor a little bit. Give us some of your favorite themes in wrestling. It doesn't matter what they are. It could be from WWE, WWF, AEW, WCW, ECW, TNA, NWA, wherever or whatever. Let us know on Twitter, at PodFandom. We'll read some of your answers. Make them obscure. We want to hear some obscure ones, too. So definitely make sure you let us know over at PodFandom on Twitter. It's the best way to keep track of when these episodes drop. Always do appreciate you following us over there. But let's talk a little bit about wrestling real quick, Andrew. So the sure. The big thing, um, we talked about this, we, we beat this to death uh, last, like, I think two episodes, is just kind of the idea of, like, man, WrestleMania is not really looking too hot, and we do have most of the card already kind of sort of solidified. It's just sad. It's, I'm not... They're I'm doing not, two nights again, aren't they? they? They are doing two nights again. I mean, right now... There have been, you know, SmackDown this past Friday did announce a bunch of more matches, but I mean, it's not looking, it's not looking too good right now as it stands. Just to do a quick rapid fire, we got Lashley and McIntyre for the WWE title, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's New Day versus AJ and uh, Omos, which is the the um, the bodyguard of his for the Raw Tag Team Titles, Bad Bunny versus The Miz in singles action. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon, uh, Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. That's actually what I'm looking forward to. Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan. It's now a triple threat for the Universal. Asuka versus Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's Title. Big E defending the IC title against Apollo Crews. The Fiend, nice and crispy against Randy Orton and Kevin Owens against Sami Zayn. So I'm going to tell you right now, if we went one by one in the next minute, I can yeah. tell you who's going to win each and every single match. Almost everyone. I'm sure you could. I mean, it's predictable, right? So, what was the first match there, real quick? <laughs> Lashley and McIntyre. Okay. I think they're going to have Lashley win it. Really? Yes. I, I think mean, so. I think I, they're going to roll with I'd prefer roll it. with Lashley. And as much as I like McIntyre, he had his WrestleMania last WrestleMania. It is what it is. Yep. Okay. Um, Banks, Banks and Bel Air. Um, as much as I want Banks to win, I think they're going to give it to Belair. Okay. Uh, New Day versus AJ and Omos. Uh, I think we know who's going to win that match. I love the New Day, but they're not going to win. They're going to job. Bad Bunny versus The Miz. 
Unfortunately, Miz is probably going to job for Bad Bunny. Do you heard you heard the little giggle in my throat, right? Yes. I okay. Strowman and Shane. That could that uh, that could be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think Shane has proven that he's more than capable of wrestling. However, it's pretty consistent that he jobs at WrestleMania with the exception of Vince. So I'm giving it to Strowman. For the record, this rivalry started because Shane called Braun stupid. Well, I mean, if the shoe fits. Or as Woody says, if the boot can, can I just fits. can I just pause for a second and just and just you know I was listening to um, Solo Monster, who's another great wrestling podcaster. I'm actually I've, mm-hmm. I've met him before. Very great at what he does. He does a this week in wrestling history, right? A couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, he did WrestleMania 18, and you know, a great, and, and of course, talked about the Rock Hogan match that you you love. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I did get your question on TikTok. I am going to answer that uh, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just kind of—it's very interesting how at WrestleMania 18, Hogan, the build for that matchup, Hogan tried to legitimately murder the Rock. Yeah. And then we get this where it's like, you're stupid. What'd you say to me? Like, I can't even, yeah. kind of, ah. Yeah, I mean, dude, this is where wrestling uh, has gone downhill. But listen, you know, I've been thinking, can I, can I pitch an idea real quickly to you? Please. On how I could have fixed something. Uh-huh. And you're first, at first think I'm going to be catering towards a wrestler, but I'm not. Okay. Okay. Listen to this. What was probably the worst decision made for Stone Cold Steve Austin? Turning down Hogan at Mania. <laughs> okay. Second worst, I guess. Turning heel. Correct. And you know why? Because I don't think the heel run worked. And it didn't work because it wasn't approached correctly. The, uh, dude, I don't know why, but I was I, I play games in my head, and one of the games that I play is if I could change three WrestleMania matches, right? And this is how I would make his heel run work, right? WrestleMania 17, The Rock actually beats him fair and square, right? The next night on Raw, Triple H gives him shit about how Austin's out to pasture. He's not what he was. Look what happened while you were gone. The Rock has got better than you. It's evident he whooped your ass at WrestleMania. You got a match night with him, but you fucking suck, right? All that shit, right? Yep. Austin goes into the match, right? Cage match. Triple H busts in, helps Austin wins, beats the shit out of The Rock. Rock goes out of out of commission. Now Austin turns heel. With Triple H, not with Vince, because I never liked the Vince angle. I never liked him interfering at WrestleMania. WrestleMania should not be interfered with, right? Mm-hmm. So, right, he turns heel with Triple H, and the whole concept is is Triple H says, hey, you want to be better? Let's make each other better. And then they start the two-man power trip. Mm-hmm. And then that is a better way to turn Austin heel. Because Austin turning heel, there was no reason for him to turn heel. Like, right. he wanted an insurance policy, but would it have been more interesting if he lost? He hit rock bottom, no pun intended, and then he had to make a deal with the devil. In but his desperation, not, yeah, yeah. No, in you're desperation. Right. And that would have made more sense. Yep. But then again, you know, it passes past. I'll shut up. I'll no, no, shut no, no, up. no. You make, a, you make a very good point. By the way, um, fun fact, apparently if, if Austin did not – turned back into a baby face after the alliance was over, the original plan was to do Austin and Triple H in the main event of Mania. That would have been great. That would have been but awesome you know if he just like held it out for like four more months, but 
whatever. It's it's tough to say what I would rather have wanted. My perfect WrestleMania 18, as much as I love Jericho, mm -hmm. I don't know if I would have had Jericho main event. But to be honest, right, mm -hmm. I don't know if I would have had Triple H main event because that was not a good WrestleMania for Triple H. Yeah, but I think, but is that partly because of his opponent? I mean, no disrespect to Jericho. No, but, you know no, what no. I mean? let me just... Let me just say this. The reason why I wouldn't have put Jericho in that main event is as seasoned and as good as Jericho was, he got thrown the title, and I don't think there was enough build for him to be a substantial champion. Agreed. He was always a transitional champion. Agreed. But when it comes down to it, no one can make you look good better than Chris Jericho. So I don't think it was Chris Jericho, because when I rewatched that match not too long ago, Triple H was sluggish. The moves weren't quite with it. It was very stiff. I don't think it was Jericho. Mm -hmm. I think the match with choreographed to be played safe with Triple H. I meant that, more... and also the fact that it was Rock Hogan before them. It's kind yeah, of true. Fucking... Well, no, I meant I meant more the the not Jericho as a wrestler as a performer. I meant more the the position he was put in, like you just described. So that's that's what I was referring to more. Um, well, then yes, you're correct. Yeah, I'm you're not correct. talking about like oh, like Jericho can't have a match. No, I know he can have a match. It's not the it's the build. But anyway, but I still don't think either of them were. Yeah, main event. I agree. Anyways, well, let's get off this. Cesaro versus Rollins. Um, I honestly think Rollins is going to take the L for Cesaro. I hope so. That I, I am. You have no. As much as I'm Cesaro this, needs it. As much as I give this mania shit. God, I really hope that that's like I will. I will gladly take this shitty mania if Cesaro gets a major win over Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Gladly. So here's the thing, Cesaro. Everything can go right for him winning this, and there's no need for Rollins to win it for two reasons. There's no benefit. Rollins doesn't need the momentum, especially as a heel. And number two, if you look at Rollins' track record, yep. with the exception of Orton, I think, and maybe last year's WrestleMania, he has a stellar win-loss record. I think he's like six wins, two losses. So you can give an L to Rollins. It won't hurt his credibility or his momentum, and it will give Cesaro something. And I honestly think Cesaro could be a top guy if they gave him momentum. I'm down with that. Uh, the triple threat, Roman, Edge, and Brian. We talked about this earlier. I think it's going to be Edge, but I would want it to be Brian I don't want or it to be Edge. Rollins. I really don't want it to be Edge. Yeah. It's, just, gonna... it, it's nothing against Edge. Um, yeah. I I popped when he won the rumble, but like Brian, I, I mean, like, yeah, story. yeah, it just it's not needed at this point. And what what good does it do to to, to throw in Roman right now? But or you know, it, it, with Edge as opposed to Brian, the reason the reasonable thing would to keep Roman's as champion. I think that's the best decision. Personally, as a basic bitch that I'm going to be. I kind of want Daniel Bryan to win because it's, it's, it feels out of nowhere because no one expects him to win. You know Roman's not going to eat the pin of the submission, right? No. If he's going to lose, it's going to be someone else getting pinned, and then yeah. he has credibility to bitch. Correct. Uh, Asuka and Rhea Ripley. This is another one that, like, shit build, but could mm -hmm. be very good. I think Ripley's going to win. I think Asuka's going to do the job. I think... Oscar doesn't need this win. Yeah. And I think Ripley is I think they need women and giving Ripley the title will give her credibility for the women's division. Mhm. Mm Biggie and Apollo Crews? I don't know. I can tell you that I don't I honestly don't care who wins this match cuz I like both of them. Mm -hmm. I like them both a lot. Yep. But I think the person that would benefit the most would be Crews and I think they're leaning towards that. I think Biggie's on the start of his monster push right now. 
Okay, I think so I think I think Biggie will hold it, but I think this is a match of the year a match of the year. Well, match of the night candidate. I think I think if you if okay. you're given the opportunity, I think Biggie. I'll say it right now, if Biggie's not, if he doesn't win the Rumble next year, he's gonna be damn close. Yeah, I think he's the next one they're gonna start pushing. Um, Dude, he's good. Owens versus Sami Zayn. This one doesn't really need a lot of build because there's already like years of build on this one from their friendship and rivalry. Yeah, this is one of the few ones that I'm a little wishy-washy on, but I'm leaning towards Sami Zayn. Um, right. Only just because they've kind of been pushing his angle a lot more than they've been doing with Owens. Owens has kind of just been I, I do I do sort of like that angle of the conspiracy. I, I kind of, it was annoying at first, and now it's kind of like it's grown on me because Sammy can talk. He can. And he can do it well. Um, and then finally, Fiend and Orton. I mean, obviously Fiend's going to win that. Extra crispy. Yeah. Oh, dude, you know what I was watching, not to get too off track? Yeah. I was watching when our um, truth made Brock Lesnar laugh his ass off. Right. And the best part of that is when he goes, My childhood hero. John Cena. I'm just like, dude, our truth is hilarious. He will have like, a, he will have a job for life. Of course, I think Vince finds him funny and endearing. That's well, you know, why. You know what's funny? Um, not that I think this is the sole reason he had a job for as long as he did, but I think this is one of the reasons why he was so well liked in the company. Santino apparently, like Cena, loved Santino, and he like re- like he genuinely made him laugh a lot. Um, so it's kind of in the same vein. Um, I yeah. think, and and Truth is just having fun. He didn't give a shit. He's just having yeah. fun at this point. Which I mean, hey, all power to him. He's having a blast with it. So, um, Mania is looking kind of weak. I think that this is one of those. I think it's. I'm hoping it's one of those cases where, and I've said this in many many wrestling reviews before. Sometimes the pay per views with the shittiest build end up being some of the best shows of the year. Yeah, and I'm hoping that's the case because there are at least. There's a few in here that could really do some 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 damage. Plus, this will be the first show in over a year they've done in front of a live crowd. Yeah, I think that's really going to be the difference maker, and I think that's I think ultimately this WrestleMania being in front of a crowd will be good for business. Yep. Across the board for everyone. Agreed. So, yeah. We'll see how it goes. And, of course, let us know your thoughts on WrestleMania yeah. so far. I mean, WrestleMania is coming right around the corner. Love to hear your thoughts on it. Let us know on Twitter at PodFandom, where I just posted that link about or the uh, the post about like, what's your favorite themes. Make them obscure. See, the cat even agrees with me. Um, yeah. He's very vocal tonight. Well, you know what? I'm downstairs in the basement because when I'm upstairs, I make too much noise, but in the basement is pretty well insulated. But her litter box is down here, so I think she wants to shit, but she's nervous, like shy, because I'm here. I mean, you are too. So she's just so. Yeah. Uh, that's true. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's switch gears to Black Adam real quick. So two, yeah, two, two big things about Black Adam. Uh, number one, mm-hmm. today, actually, three hours ago, in fact, The Rock took over Times Square. If you haven't followed him on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, what the hell are you doing? The official date has been announced for Black Adam. It is going to be released on July 29th, 2022. So we're just about 15 months away uh, from Black Adam. This is getting a lot of hype now. I mean, I, not, that it, not that it shouldn't, but I'm just noticing that, like, I've noticed a lot of, like, DC fans... The ones I've talked to outside of yourself, they're putting like not that Suicide Squad, which we'll get to in a minute. Not that Suicide Squad doesn't look good, but a lot of focus and a lot of hype's being put towards Black Adam. 
Yeah, Black Adam in the comics is kind of a, a popular character, but more of a, I don't want to say cult following, but the fans who love him love him a lot. It's just DC hasn't given him as much of a push in recent years. But funny enough, just this past month, they added him to the Justice League. So, oh. um, ooh, what a clunky dink. Yeah, right. I mean, listen, when you have someone like The Rock, uh, and, you know, putting anything aside that you may feel about him, The Rock produces money. Yes. He, he's, he's just, he's that good. So, I mean, if he's going to be in that role, one, you know he's going to crush the role, and number oh, yeah. two is he's going to bring promotion to the character. And one thing that we can say about these these comic book films that, you know, they don't necessarily positively uh, positively affect sales, but what they do do is they positively affect characters. And what I mean is this, is that if you take the Guardians of the Galaxy, mm. no one gave a fuck about those characters before movies. You're right, yep. Now, the sales for the books are not that much better than they were beforehand, but the notoriety and the knowledge of these characters... The awareness. Is it's tremendous. So yeah. the same thing is going to happen to Black Adam. Agreed. And he's definitely going to become more of a staple in DC. Speaking of roles, of course, the other big piece is the fact that we have the, is I think the final uh, casting as far as the major characters in the movie have been announced. The big one that you and I both kind of like raised an eyebrow, and I think we might have talked, we, I don't think we talked about this. Did we talk about this last week? I don't think so, no. It came out afterwards. I think it came out after. And I uh, I raised my eyebrows and went, that is an excellent casting decision. Uh, Pierce Brosnan, uh, who, of course, mm-hmm. n- very well known for um, for uh, being uh, James Bond in the 90s. Uh, a couple of other roles here. He was in Mamma Mia. I completely forgot about that. Uh, will be playing Dr. Fate. That is I am really excited for that because when I heard that some of the Justice Society members are going to be there, like Hawkman and and um, Cyclone and and Doctor Fate, the when they said Doctor Fate was going to be in this movie, I went, oh, that could make things very interesting. And then Pierce Brosnan, I think it's a perfect casting. Yeah, um, Pierce Brosnan definitely. He's probably I think my third favorite Bond, if not my second. Um, fantastic actor. And I kind of said this on TikTok, he brings a certain level of gravitas, and he can really embody whatever role he needs to. So with Dr. Fate being that wise old sage, but kind of an asshole, I think Piers Brosnan can pull off really well. And he's got the look, too. The great thing about Dr. Fate also is he doesn't have like a look that's stapled down because it's been so many wielders of the helm, and he's been drawn so differently as the individual. But the thing that I want to point out real quickly is Dr. Fate, the character, is not the person under the mask, but it right. is the helm itself. And I think Piers Brosnan can actually knock it out of the park with the Fate character, right? The actual embodiment of Fate, not fucking Kent, whatever his name is. I forget his last name, but you know what I'm saying. Yes. I think he will crush yes. it. I, I think it's, I, I'm, I'm curious how they're going to portray him. I, I'm curious how important he's going to be because obviously he's a pretty important character in in, uh, in DC lore. Um, mm-hmm. But I think he'll be the heavy hitter that would go up against Black Adam. As strong as Cyclone or Adam Crusher or Hawkman are, I mean, Dr. Fate is an Omega-level threat if he had to be. Now, we talked about this before on the last couple of episodes because last one we talked like good chunk of the time, 40 minutes on the Snyder Cut. So if you haven't watched last week's episode or listened to last week's episode, go back and listen to it. Um, there has been a lot of online people trying their damnedest 
to hashtag restore the Snyderverse. You mean like me? <laughs> <laughs> I threw that post out there. I know, I, I know, but like, I remember I was saying, like, do you think this is going to change anything? You're like, nah, there's no way. I mean, do you think that, not, I mean, there doesn't seem to be any sort of connection. We'll talk about this when we get to the Suicide Squad in a minute. There doesn't seem to be any connection between Black Adam and anything else that's happened in the DCEU so far, as far as characters or timing or anything like that, yet. Do you think that if Black Adam's popular enough and there's more of a, of a rumbling from this Restore the Snyderverse that this could all start to tie back into each other? Um, I think there will be crossovers, but I don't think they're going to do what the Snyder voice was going to be. I don't think they're going to do Zack Snyder's Part 2 or Part 3 Justice League. But I think oh, that it would okay. be stupid for them not to have... Look at it this way. If you could have Muhammad Ali versus Mike Tyson in their prime fight each other, yeah. you want that fucking match. Right. Now, it would be stupid not to have Black Adam versus Superman or have them in conjunction with each other. Right. I don't know if it'll be Henry Cavill or Cavill, however you want to pronounce it, <laughs> or some other actor... But I would, I would cream. Uh, th listen, there was a fantastic um, animated film. I think it was Superman Shazam versus Black Adam. I think yes, that was the title. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. I watched it. Was it. A great, it, it was, was a great really one off. good, yeah. But imagine if you did that live action and you could have the best ending in all, in well, all comics. Because listen to this, listen. Yep. You have the big fight, and during this whole entire thing, Clark Kent is trying to talk to... Billy Batson and help him out, and Billy's just not having it. And finally, at the end, Dick. you can have this fantastic scene where Clark is trying to explain how much he understands what it means to be Shazam, and then Billy's like, I don't fucking believe you, you little pissant. <laughs> well, he won't say that. But then Superman shows the S, <laughs> right? He shows the S, and then it would be great ending. It'd be nice. Yeah. But dude, having those three fight each other would be amazing. Well, I don't know if you remember me telling you this, but you know The Rock and Henry Cavill have the same agent. Yes, yes, yes. So, and Rock's pretty... He's not a dick, but he oh. definitely is persuasive when he when he wants to get... He fucking got a new truck emoji. Did you see the whole thing? No, I didn't. Did you hear about this? Oh, my God. Okay, no. hold on. I need to talk about this. So, I guess The Rock tweeted something about, like... Uh, hold on. Let me see if I can pull... I want to pull up the actual... Um, let me see here. Uh, emoji. Apparently, here it is. Um, it's it's incredible. I saw a video about this. It was very quick, but you have to you have to hear this. Ready? So basically, um, the Rock tried to tweet out something, and he wanted to put a blue pickup truck as the emoji, and he was pissed off at the fact that there wasn't a blue pickup truck emoji. Lo, mm -hmm. lo and behold, because he's the Maybe. Rock. They fucking made one. <laughs> he didn't. Amazing, he didn't. Dude. He didn't. And, and for the record, he didn't like partition it. He didn't like put like a hashtag or anything. He was just like he literally like oh insert missing blue truck emoji and then like the world went nuts. That's crazy, dude. That's the power of the rock, dude. <laughs> That's what I mean. So my point is, is that listen, if 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 shit gets aligned. Rock could have, because I mean, I, I don't count that whole cameo in Shazam of Superman because we didn't see it from the neck up. Um, you could get what you want, or at the very least, Black Adam versus Superman. Yeah, yeah, I think they'd be stupid not to. But and... uh, you never know. Never say never. Um, before we get back into DC stuff with the with the with the Suicide Squad trailer, because there's a lot of stuff. I have some notes there to break that down. 
Let's talk. Let's go to Marvel. Let's talk what uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. So I I am more of the Marvel fan. Andrew's more of the DC fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go into spoiler territory now. We didn't go into it last week, but now I think it's safe to, to go into some spoiler territory. So spoiler alert: We'll be talking about the first two episodes. Um, yeah. I so I, I went into, out of the three Disney Plus shows, and I think I mentioned this to you before. They announced WandaVision, Loki, and Falcon Winter Soldier. Out of the three, just from, from name alone, this is the one I was the most interested in. Mm-hmm. It's only six episodes for the first season. They're about an hour long each. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say I already like it more than WandaVision. Okay. And I liked WandaVision a lot. But with just these first two episodes, I already like this better than WandaVision, which is, mm-hmm. I'm sure, going to piss off a lot of people. But this was, so far... Well, <laughs> like what you like, dude. No, no, I know, shit. but screw, yeah, no, I'm saying screw it. Um... This was good. These were really, really good. The first episode was was kind of slow because they needed it, but I get it. They needed to really establish what was going on with Sam and Bucky post-blip and kind of what was going on with them. And then... The second, uh, and then they, you had that big moment with Sam and the shield and all that stuff, and then the the mm. <laughs> what a lot of people are saying, uh, the the old man from Up in the Captain yes, American, yes. <laughs> um, and then and then the second episode, lot more exposition, lot more action, um, really setting the stage for a lot of conflicts. So, mm. just generally speaking, what did you think so far? So what I will say, okay, I'll preface this with saying, no, just go for it. When it comes down to yeah. yeah. When it comes down to Marvel, as you know, my two favorite Marvel characters, my number one is Wolverine and my number two is Captain America. Yep. I love Captain America. Yep. Um, and I kind of like all the things adjacent to him. So like Falcon, Winter Soldier, all his, you know, all his characters that right. are connected, right? Yep. So when it comes down to this film, uh, this TV show, of what I've seen so far, I like it more than I thought, but I don't think it's as good as it could be. Um. If that makes sense. Well, it's, like, still, it's I, still a little early in the game, anyway. Correct. I think, I think what I really like about the show, obviously, is I like the characters. I yep. think that they do a good job with Falcon. I think they do a good job with the Winter Soldier. It's kind of like how you tweet, uh, you text out to me. You know, Bucky clearly has some fucking issues, and they they do a good job <laughs> at hammering that home. Holy and shit! God right? Damn, his therapist is an asshole. Yeah, she, she sucks. She's just like an absolute bitch. You want a good therapist? Season four, Dawson's Creek, when Jen has to go talk to the therapist, that's a good therapist. <laughs> but anyways, long and short, I think they have a great casting, of course, with those characters. And I think that them addressing the issue of, like, billions of people suddenly coming back out of nowhere, I think that is um, – that's amazing, too, that they're, they're tackling that issue. The, um, because okay. that was kind of a, a dangling uh, uh, plot thread. Oh, of the whole like, post-blip thing? Yeah, I, I was curious how they were going to tackle that. And, and what's funny, a lot of people are saying, especially the first episode, they're like, shit, there's a lot of parallels to the COVID. How so? The world suddenly stopping, people trying to get back into like the you know back into the swing of things. It, it wasn't as strong. I, I don't think it was as strong as some of the other parallels and other mm. other media, but I could sort of see what people were getting at. But the thing that really blew my mind, especially in the second episode and in the first one, we really established what was going on with Bucky, was they're tackling some pretty heavy, heavy social and political 
uh, issues, which that's what Captain America fucking did. He punched Hitler. Um, with, now, what social political issues are you referring to? I just want to know. Race. Mm-hmm. And mental health, specifically PTSD slash PTSD with military. So when you talk about race, are you talking about the scene where they're like kind of on the streets and the yep. cops just pull up out of nowhere and well, they that, were going to arrest? That and it, I don't say race per se in the in the first episode, but it kind of had little hints about that with, when he's trying to get the loan. Yeah, see, I have a problem with that. Okay. For two reasons. Fire right? away. Reason number one, in superhero stuff, I really don't want to have social political issues in it because I, I don't – we get enough of that throughout the day. I don't need to hear about, you know, I don't want to endure that when I watch my comics. But second of all, I don't believe in the world of Marvel uh-huh. that anyone would be A, racist towards the Falcon, or B, not know who that motherfucker is. Because let me just say something. If I see The Rock, who is probably equally as well-known as the Falcon would be in his universe, on the street... I'm not going to come up and be like, oh, I don't know, this is The Rock. Like, the Falcon is a public figure. Like, everyone should know who he is. It's like if you saw Donald Trump or, or I don't know, Joe Biden or, or Jerry Springer or, or anyone else that is super well-known walking down the street, you're not going to know that's a Falcon? And then, you, I mean, it's just, it just seems like they were shoehorring that. Shoehorring? I that little bit of... Yeah, shoehorning that right in there. <laughs> shoehorning Hori, that right in there. And they didn't need to. Shoehorning it. Yeah. You said whoring. Listen, at the end of the day, like it it served no purpose to the story. It was just kind of there. If if it's if it's just those little moments Well well what about Zaya Thomas? Hmm? The black guy they went to. Oh you visit. mean Yeah, I mean I think that's important because it has been addressed in the comics. Yes. And I think it is – I think they handled that very well. So I had no problem with that. But it's just like – again, I don't want political stuff, race stuff, or anything like that to be in my my viewing because we see so much of it. But the way they handled it just wasn't that good. It's like the cops roll up and they go like, oh, you – we're gonna arrest you. Oh, it's the Falcon. Eventually, they I, figure it out. It's like, I will admit this. Again, the, the, if you the, go down, if you go down the street and you see the Rock, yeah. you're not gonna, you're gonna instantly no, I, know I, it's the Rock. I get, I get what you're saying. Like the setup was was not was not great. I mean, I'm kind of surprised they went there. Bucky, you could see coming with the fucking with, um, you know, mm. with uh, because of his character. We know this based off of history because mm. Bucky, Bucky seen some shit. And Sam, it, it does seem a little bit more forced, and I, I get you on that one. I mean, yeah, my... good. I think if they were going to do something about race, which is, you know, if they do it, they do it, right? I think it needs to be. I think it would have been more reasonable for a character like the Falcon for it to be used by one of the bad guys, right? Okay. Like one of the evil doers who would, you know, who would, how can I say? It just would make more sense because for like the common everyday folk or for people in the United States where he saved them or people around the world because they saved the world, it just seems illogical that they would react that way to him if they know who he is. Where if you had Baron Zemo or fucking Red Skull, I mean especially Red Skull, imagine if they brought him back, he'd be throwing the race car left and right and it would make sense. Right. 
I just think they could have handled it better. Yeah, you just think it was like kind of like out of left field. It was out of left field. And, and you're not, and you're not a fan of the there. Right, right, right. Now, and it could have just been handled better. Eh, no, that's that's a fair that's a fair um, that's a fair criticism. Now, mm-hmm. you know, we've got essentially a couple of different stories going on at once with this. We've got Falcon and Winter Soldier mm-hmm. doing their thing. We've got I keep wanting to say I so badly keep wanting to say Captain Falcon, and I swear to God, someone did. Do you watch you watch Game Theory, right? Uh, yes, but not as much as I used to. Watch the film theory on Falcon and Winter Soldier and just watch the very beginning of it. You'll be very happy. So, um, they're doing their thing, which, by the way, I will say that my favorite part of episode two was when Bucky finally admitted why it bugged him so much that Sam gave up the shield. Because that means Steve felt wrong about him. Which I'm like, whoa, that's kind of, okay, that's... That's that's, a good reason. That is a very good reason. Um, Mm -hmm. we've got that, we've got John Walker, a.k.a. Up... And Battlestar, we've got. Let me f- just say something, yeah, 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 real quickly. Yeah, the guy who plays the new Captain America, right? Yes. Surprisingly, the characters I enjoyed the most out of this, other than Bucky and Sam, was Sam's sister. I thought the actress that they—I don't know if she was in like Avengers or nope. anything—but I kind of like that family dynamic that they had there, the bickering siblings, but they cared for each other, kind of thing. Yeah, kind of like the concepts of like they are the patriarch and matriarch of the family holding it together kind of thing, right? I thought they did a good job with her, and I think they did a good job with the new Captain America and casting him because there's no reason not to like that guy. He's a good guy. (laughs) He's trying his best. He's not being a dick. Well, But he's just not Steve Rogers. Yeah, he was sort of a dick in episode two. Well, they're being a dick to him, right? Listen... Listen, if Samoa Joe comes out and calls me an <laughs> asshole, right? I'm going to be an asshole. Now. Yeah, like yeah. They, they cold-shouldered him for no other reason other than the fact he wasn't Steve. No, I, I, don't think, I don't think they're mad at him for not being Steve. I think they're mad at him because he took the shield. But at the Correct. same time... What he represents. Right, and I think that that's what it really boils down to. But, I mean, based off the trailers, we know they're going to get it back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So that's... so. And then, oh, that is that's another thing. I'm, I'm bouncing off the walls here for this one. That is another thing Did I like about. Did they say who gets the shield? Uh, is it going to be Falcon or is it going to be Bucky? Uh, so I mean, based off, I mean, just of the conversations, we're we're under the assumption it's going to be Sam. Okay. Because because otherwise, I prefer because both of them were Captain America in the comics at one point. Correct. But I always thought Falcon was a better. To well, be yeah, American, the I, I agree, but plus it would just defeat the whole purpose of that f- the the entire purpose of the ending from Endgame. True, that's you know what true I mean. Too. Um, but uh, but the thing I like about John Walker, no enhancements. He is the best of the best, human wise. And a lot of people were saying this, and I agree with them. He's pretty close to Cap. Well, you know the thing that kind of threw me off is when they made him Captain America. I said. Not for nothing, but what motherfucker is going to be throwing this shield around like Steve does? And then they show the, like the little highlight reel, and this fucker is throwing it around like some kind of frothing frisbee golf. Like he's just absolutely crushing it. So like, I yeah, know him handling silly, the frisbee like, was fucking the, insane. I was like surprised, like wow. The whole concept of Captain America is his ability to calculate the trajectory of the shield, and he's strong enough to 
grab the shield and quick enough to grab the shield. Right. But like I was I was a little thrown off that A Walker was able to do it and two that like other motherfuckers are catching it left and right because like, didn't Sam and Bucky like I can understand Bucky but like didn't Sam catch it too? There is train I mean they haven't they haven't shown it yet but there is I mean it was in the trailers and everything in the teasers that like there's a scene where Sam is bouncing that thing all over the place. Yeah, I can't remember from the comics because I did read when Sam was Captain America in the comics. Yeah, I don't know if he used the shield different or not in the comics, but to my knowledge, um, I don't think he did. But but any case, but no, I anyways. mean, but long story short, um, you got that, you got the flag smashers, and then you got the power broker in the background, which that's mm-hmm. that I think is going to lead to what I think is going to ultimately happen is that. John Walker is no longer to become Captain America in some way, shape, or form, and I think Sam and Bucky are going to inadvertently be the reason behind it. I think what's going to happen he's, is that Flag he's gonna get killed. You think Walker's going to get killed? I think they're going to shock us with that. Ah, I kind of don't want him to be. I know, dude. That's why they're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, but like, because then you can have him go to the power broker, who in the comics is known for dishing out powers. And he can get enhanced and kind of become an evil captain. And well, not, he won't be—he won't be called that, obviously. <laughs> I'm anti-American, like just fucking something stupid. Um, but like, I, I think the flag smashers are going to end up being turning like innocent, or they're going to become innocent. And then what they did is they stole super soldier serum from Power Broker. Sam and Bucky realize that Flag Smashers aren't really the bad guys. They try to stop Power Broker, and then fuck. Then you know what I mean. Like then John Walker gets involved, and then Sam and Bucky piss him off, or he ends up losing the shield, or something like that, or ends up losing the title of Captain America. And then that's what I think is going to happen. Okay, that's my predictions. But either way, so far loving the first two episodes. Yes, I like them too. I think it's a uh, slow burn. I think um, individually as episodes, they're a little bit harder to watch but i think as a whole season watching it yeah i think it'll come together pretty well agreed i'm looking forward to it. we'll talk more about this on next week's episode when we uh, talk about episode three uh by the way if you guys are night owls like i am and just don't fucking sleep ever uh, i actually live record a uh watch along party every <laughs> ready for this pitch every friday morning at 3 a.m eastern <laughs> When the episode uploads on Disney Plus, so if you want to follow me on Twitch, Twitch.tv/OKFab, you can join me as we're watching it together, as we live react to these episodes. Um, but yeah, the episode three, I'm looking forward to see where they're gonna go with that. But let's switch gears back into DC. I know you're excited. <laughs> I know I'm excited about this. Uh, yeah, buddy. We're talking about the Suicide Squad trailer now. Before we get into the trailer itself, I want to make sure because we did talk about this, I think, before. Is this technically the sequel? Uh, yes. So the first Suicide Squad movie is still canon. The way I think the DC canon is set up right now is the Joss Whedon's um, Justice League is no longer canon, and the, the Snyder one is canon, with the exception of... I heard this somewhere. I think it was Emergency Awesome. The the Martian Manhunter scene and the, um, the post-credit scene are not considered canon, but Weird. I think... I think everything else is still canon, so that includes the Suicide Squad movie, which okay. makes sense because this doesn't really interfere with it at all. Right. Like nothing happens in this film that would discredit the other film. Right. Um, now, I'm going to say a couple of very brief things as far as my initial thoughts on it, and then I'll let you, because I know you've got a lot to say on it, we'll kind of bounce back and forth. Um, number one, 
uh, this is definitely a James Gunn film. <laughs> like, just looking from the trailer. And I'm not saying that in any bad way, shape, or form. But when I watch the trailer, I'm like, oh, this is definitely a James Gunn film. And I, it, it makes me more excited, to be honest with you, after seeing what we saw. Um, the only other things I want to say before I let you go off is I have uh, three words. One of them is, or two of them is King Shark. Yep. And the other is Starro. Yep. I that that's all I have to say. That's all I'm really excited for. Dude, I I know I shouldn't have done that, um, but I showed the trailer to my oldest, who is a little young to see it. But yeah. dude, he could not stop laughing at King Shark, and he could not stop laughing at the weasel. Did you see that James Gunn tweeted out all the clips of King Shark with the Baby Shark song playing in the background? <laughs> No, I haven't. <laughs> James James Gunn, the director of this movie, tweeted out someone's fan video where they took all the clips of the trailer of King Shark and they played the Baby Shark song over the clips. It is That's... worth your time. Trust me on that. That's beautiful. Um, that is beautiful. This I'm looks have like to check that out. this looks like chaos. It looks like craziness. It looks like insanity. It looks like action. It looks like comedy. I'm really I'm really excited for this this looks like it's going to be amazing I mean yeah I, there's not much to say that you haven't already said other than the fact that I think this looks really good I think they're aiming to be fun I think they're aiming to just have a good time which I think with the other movie they were trying to do that but also try to be kind of serious yeah they were kind um, of back and forth a little bit it was very mixed um, but I have to say everything about this I like I think King Shark and Sly Stallone doing the voice for King Shark is great. Oh my God! Yes, uh, I think it's uh, they got some of the essentials back. I think they got Har- uh, obviously Harley Quinn. Yep. They got Viola Davis back as Amanda Waller, which I think was the must-have back. Agreed. Uh, they got Rick Flag back. I was a little upset that they didn't get Deadshot because Deadshot is a staple in the Suicide Squad. But uh, Adrius Elba's uh, Bloodsport is clearly a fill-in for Deadshot. Yep. Um, in terms of power set and position. And I've got to say this, dude. I hate John Cena, the wrestler. <laughs> but I really like John Cena, the actor. As the peacemaker, I yeah. The, I, I thought he was good in the Bumblebee movie. And I really love this movie, especially when he's talking about, I'll eat as many picks as I need to for Liberty. Oh, my God. Like, that was so great. I'm like, Andrew's yeah. going to eat this up. But you know what? Fuck John Cena for giving Rock so much shit for leaving WWE to do right? movies. And look what happened. Yep. It's a lot better making $5 billion, knocking your head smashing, huh? Huh, baby girl? <laughs> but it looks great. And the fact that Starro is clearly going to be the villain, Starro is one of my favorite Silver Age Justice League villains. He's just such a silly-ass concept that works. You've also got Weasel. You, you've got Weasel. Uh, oh, uh, Jai Courtney's coming back as Captain Boomerang. F yes. Yep. Yes, yes, I forgot about him, but uh, Captain Boomerang, another essential on the Suicide Squad. He was great in the first movie. He was great. I love how when all the shit was going down, then he'd just pop a beer and start drinking beer. Like, he was a good Captain Boomerang. So I, I can't say anything other than the fact that it all looks good. I have no complaints other than the fact that, you know, I would have liked Deadshot to be in it. I would have liked uh, Catman to be in it. Uh, it would have been really cool if they brought Bane in. And someone pointed this out to me, one of my good friends over on um, – TikTok, uh, he said this would have been a good opportunity to have Deathstroke in a DCEU film. Why Ooh. wouldn't they want to bring Deathstroke in and 
because he's not being used in Justice League, and you know that Joe Manganiello has a hard-on for playing that role. Right. So why wouldn't you bring him into Suicide Squad? So I think that was a lost opportunity, but maybe, you know, Deathstroke's tone, they probably didn't want to give, I don't know, mixed signals, because Deathstroke is definitely being was being presented in that Snyder dark gritty tone rather Plus, than you, there's always opportunities. I mean there is. You, you I think I think what they realize is like wow the Suicide Squad I think what happened was they did the Suicide Squad movie and they did not anticipate it being as good or well received as it was. And that's mm. why they're doing this one and they're like, here, James Gunn, you take it because you did so great with Guardians, which he did. And I think he's gonna knock it out of the park with this one too. I, I argue that this one might actually be better. Than the first, one. the first one, yeah, I, I think it will. I, it's it's hard to say yet, obviously, but I, th I think that that this might knock it out of the park um, more than the first one. And uh, plus, you know, they're gonna kill off like fucking so many of them. Oh, I was just thinking about that too. The like, there's part. so many characters. I'm like, they have to kill off a good chunk of them. Just keep King Shark, please. Well, you know that they're gonna keep King Shark. They're gonna keep Harley Quinn. Right. And I don't know if you know this, but they're gonna keep John Cena's character Peacemaker because he's going to have an HBO series too. Did you know that? No, although I don't know how. how you, you didn't gonna, know how, that. No, like, how, but my question: How are you going to film it? You can't. He's not. You can't with cameras. You can't see him. <laughs> oh, you're funny. Um, <laughs> that's that's genuine. Funny. That's genuine hate you hear in his voice, that's ladies and gentlemen. Classic fourteen-year-old Connor <laughs> back in Austin Prep. Uh, I like that. Like, oh, like that. That never, never went away. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. No, they're they're going to be doing an HBO Max series. I think it's a limited series, but John Cena's already signed on to do it. And it's going to be his character from Suicide Squad. I mean, I'm all for it. I, I, so my point is, though, is like with Deathstroke, they could easily bring him in for a third if they're going to do a third one. I think this is going to knock it out of the park. And hopefully James Gunn gets the invite to come back and do a sequel to that one, like the Suicide Squad 2 or the the, the, the Squadening or whatever. Um, if I had to predict, I think they would do a sequel because if you think about it, the only characters they really need, because the cast can be re rotating because everyone dies off or whatever, you need to keep Margot Robbie in some way, shape, or form, which I think she's going to say this is her last role, but, I mean, money changes things. Right. And most importantly, you need Viola Davis. I mean, Rick Flagg is expendable, right? Fuck him. Like, everyone else, yeah, Bloodsport, Adrius Alba's character, expendable. John Cena's character, probably expendable, but as long as you have Harley Quinn, which is one of DC's most popular characters, right? and Amanda Waller, who is the face of the Suicide mm -hmm. Squad, you can definitely do another movie. Easily, so Starro. Yes, Starro's Star the villain. I mean, now I know. I don't know much about Starro, and the only thing I do know, you probably know this, is from Batman Beyond. Yes, he was in Batman Beyond when he took over Superman. So Starro. Yep. Okay, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say. I want. I was gonna say. Can you dive into more of this and say, like, how much more am I missing? So Starro was more well known as a Justice League villain, and um, Justice League's first appearance in Showcase was when they fought against Starro. It's funny because the first few Justice League issues, um, although Batman and Superman were part of the team, they didn't really show up as much. Um, so like when Starro was attacking, I think it was Martian Manhunter called Superman and Batman. They're like, we're busy doing other stuff. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> but um. He's primarily a Justice League villain uh, with the ability to attach um, offsprings or spawns or cell juniors, whatever you want to call them, 
onto other people and take over their minds. And he's called Starro the Conqueror, hence he conquers planets. Recently, he's gotten a resurgence of popularity because in the Justice League, um, No Justice or whatever it's called, they brought Starro back and they have one of the offshoots, a baby one called Jaro, Starro Jr., and he has become obsessed with Batman where he thinks he's Batman's psychic. Like, he pretends to be Robin. It's really, it sounds stupid when I say it, and it <laughs> is clearly stupid, but for some reason, Scott Snyder makes it work, the writer who did it. And um, so, like, a piece of Starro is part of the Justice League as, like, a subordinate. But, uh, yeah, he's he's a goofy-ass character, right? A starfish. It's like fucking Patrick attacking the world, but he's actually one of the most dangerous villains that the Justice League can face because he can affect people quickly kind of like the Borg, right. and and not only that, he has the capability of taking anyone. As you saw, Superman can be susceptible to Starro if a powerful enough Starro attaches up to him. So, this could this, this is going to be chaotic, goofy, funny, action-packed insanity. Exactly. So it's perfect. It's going to be everything we want. Right, exactly. Exactly. Um, they should bring him back for the third film. I hope they get James Gunn back. Isn't he doing Guardians of the Galaxy three? He is. He's writing the script. I think they're working on the script right now because I don't think Guardians three is out for a while. Um, no. I think it's a couple years out. But um, yes, they are doing Guardians three, and they said they're also filming a holiday special at the same time because Disney. Um, <laughs> can I ask a Can I ask a question to you? Yeah. No seriousness. Um, one of the things that I felt from Captain. Uh, I'm sorry, from Falcon, Falcon Winter and Soldier. the Winter Soldier, yeah. is I haven't heard that much hype about it, right? right? WandaVision was all over the place, but Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I wasn't feeling as much hype. I'm not seeing as much on Twitter or YouTube about it. Yep. Do you think that we finally are starting to hit superhero comic book fatigue? No, I think... And, 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 I, and let me preface that, yeah. even though you just answered. Do you think we're feeling it more in Marvel because the universe feels so old? No, I think what happened was I think a lot of people um, overhyped WandaVision too much. Okay. I think it hurt that. So what I think... I said this on my last... Uh, the last episode of WandaVision uh, when I was doing the reviews for it is that... And I found I found the trope too. I'm not innocent of this by any any stretch of the imagination. There were so many theories about what was going to happen and how this is all going to play out and all these things and blah blah blah. And, and like there were so many different things and ways that people were thinking, oh, it's going to be Mephisto's going to be here. We're going to introduce mutants. We're going to do all this and blah blah blah. There's a cameo and like there was a shit ton of of rumors and, and stuff and people were overhyping the finale of WandaVision when in actuality it did what ex exactly what it was supposed to do. It was supposed to flush out the characters. Uh, mm -hmm. Or specifically in this case, Vision, Wanda, and maybe a few others. Because um, that's really the purpose of these Disney Plus shows is to flush out and give more weight and heavy, like g give more for these other characters that the Avengers and Marvel movies really haven't given a lot of attention to. And I understand that now after the fact. I think the reason that Falcon and Winter Soldier is not... Um, is not as hyped up compared to WandaVision is because I think people put all their emotional chips and things and, and thinking WandaVision was going to be this, not that it was bad, but they think they overhyped at the point. It's like, it's going to be this fucking amazing, insane thing. And they were, they were let down. It's wrestling booking 101 uh, when you self book and then you get disappointed by what really actually happens. It's almost, it's scary how parallel it is. Like, 
You know when you're like, oh man, if they could do this, 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 and this, and all that, and they'll do this, oh, this would be a great match, and then they build up this to... We, we've done it all the time. You and I have all, all done this all the time. And then when they actually do what they're going to do, like, oh. Oh. It's not horrible, but we, we, we boost it up so much, and so I think the pro... I, I think, and this is just my theory, I think the problem is, is that people put so much hype into WandaVision that they think, okay, well, if that wasn't really going to have a major MCU impact as much as it, as we thought it was going to, then chances are Falcon and Winter Soldier is probably not going to do the same thing. I guarantee you the hype for Loki is going to be completely different because that's a like an infinitesimally loved character compared to the others. So I think the only reason Falcon Winter Soldier is getting a little bit of the dip is because people are burnt out from putting so much emotional investment into WandaVision not really getting much of a payoff because they hyped it up too much, if that makes sense hmm. i'm just a little concerned um in terms of marvel because you know even though i'm more of a dc boy i do want to see whenever comic books succeed everyone succeeds and i'm concerned because i feel as though marvel's phase buys does not look promising in my opinion um in addition to that oh. i just feel good hmm? no just that just reminded me of something and in addition to that i just I just feel as though it feels old. Like I, I think that Marvel should reboot their cinematic universe. Well, in my the, opinion, the thing is, is that um, Marvel is going to be in a dip no matter what because they just blew their load. No pun intended. With mm-hmm. Endgame, anything after Endgame is going to be an uphill battle. Like anything you make, because that was just so. Even if you didn't like the movie, in just terms of the concept of like doing all this, building everything up for ten years to to one or two movies, that really was just like this big, massive climax, giggity. That you can't really. It's gonna be impossible to follow up, no matter what they did. The only way that would possibly follow it up is if they immediately introduced like the Fantastic Four, the X Men, which they already said they're not going to do. But why aren't they? Why wouldn't they do that? Because, dude, look at listen to these movies, right? Not yeah. for nothing, and nothing against some of these characters. Some of these movies sound okay, but like Black Widow, okay, wh- whatever, whenever which, it comes out, right? Well, by the way, that did you hear the news that got pushed to July and will be available on Disney Plus? Yeah. Shang uh, Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yep. Now I don't. I, I know, and I'm a comic book fan. I know nothing about this shit, right? Uh, so I'm not too big on it. Eternals. I'm sure it'll be fine. But again, I know nothing about the Eternals, so I don't care. Yep. Spider Man. I'm sure is going to be the biggest pull. Yep. Doctor Strange. I sure will be a pull, but like he's not an A-list hero. Thor: Love and Thunder. It's not going to be Thor. It's going to be Natalie Portman, which you know that could succeed. Really well, but it has a chance of, you know, failing too. Black Panther is going to be interesting, you know, RIP, but we don't have the original Black Panther anymore. Captain Marvel 2, I, I thought Captain Marvel 1 was terrible, and I don't think she's been a beneficial character. Yeah. Ant-Man the Wasp, or whatever, Guardians Galaxy 3 should be okay, and then possibly Fantastic Four. Like, I don't see a Captain America there. I don't see an Iron Man there. I don't see a, a, a traditional Thor there. I'm not right. saying you need these characters, but I just it's like it's like having a DC cinematic universe and not having Superman or Batman. So I think I mentioned this before, but I think first off, I think they're building the Young Avengers. I think that's what they're going to be doing with. with but dude, no one gives a fuck about uh, the no, Young no, Avengers. No, I'm, I'm just I, no, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying is that's what okay. I think they're building to. But Kevin Feige said in an interview that you know how far out they plan their Marvel stuff. How far? Seven years. From when? Now. Okay. So they already have everything planned out till 2028. 
Okay. Well, I, I guess that's reassuring. So, and I trust Foggy. He's pulled out good stuff so right. far. But my point is, is that I, I get your concern. I'm not saying that you don't have valid points or concerns, but... This is a rebuilding phase. There's not going to be an Avengers movie for quite a while. I think even you mentioned that, though, you know, in terms of they have to build up characters again because they took out two of the, you know, two very pivotal ones in Cap and Iron Man. So now they need to rebuild everything, and then they have to figure out how they're going to involve the Fantastic Four, how they're going to involve, um, how they're going to involve the X Men. They didn't announce all their movies when, uh, when com- the last Comic Con they did in person, right? The one like right after Endgame, uh, before COVID hit, they didn't announce a lot of these other properties. They're slowly like squeezing other movies in in between. Like they didn't announce a Fantastic Four. The last episode of Wandavision, they announced there's going to be an, a, a a movie called I think The Mutants or The New Mutants or something like that. No, no, that's New Mutants is a different movie. No, 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 no. I don't want to think about that. Um, so they're trying to interweave other stuff, but they have to. They're, they're trying to replicate lightning in a bottle, which is going to be. It's going to take a long time, and I think that's what that's what's going to be the the biggest. Um, it's going to be a hurdle. I, I get where your concerns at because there's nothing really like wow, this is really eye catching. I mean, if you're a hardcore Marvel fan, the, I think you're right. I think the Spider-Man movie is going to do great. I think because of the possibilities now with Fox and everything, and now that they have more or less all their properties under their umbrella again, I think Doctor Strange is going to have a lot of eyeballs on it. Um, but it's going to take time, and I, that's why I'm that's why I want to want to see the Black Widow movie so bad. It's not because I'm a huge Black Widow fan. It's because I'm curious where they're going to go, but it's going to be a slow burn for a couple of years because they have yeah. to, they have to, because put it this way, just from a business standpoint and a marketing standpoint, right? They have to find something to replace Cap and Iron Man. That's going to take some time. So, but what are they going to do? Because at the end of the day, right? Here's the thing. Yep. Whenever you do, I'm going to say something controversial that some comic book fans are not going to agree with. I hate mantle characters. Like, I hate the concept that the cowl for Batman is a mantle that anyone can take, or the shield can be passed on to anyone. Yes, it can, in theory, in the universe it can, but when I think of Batman, who do I think of? Bruce Wayne. Right. I don't want to see any other motherfucker other than Bruce Wayne. And honestly, I don't want to see anyone else be Iron Man than Tony Stark. Yep. And while I'm okay with Sam or Bucky being Captain America for a while, at the end of the day, Captain America is Steve Rogers. So, Correct. like, what are they going to do? They're either going to have to reintroduce them with new actors or reboot it because you know neither of those two actors are coming back. I don't think they're going to do that. I think my my I don't I don't know to be honest with you, which which makes it very intriguing for me in some ways. I get you're worried, but for me, I'm kind of intrigued because there's still a good chunk of Marvel stuff that they could really they could find their ways into, and 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 it's perfect timing getting X Men and the Fantastic Four franchises back. I mean, you know, you have obviously Deadpool around the corner too, Deadpool three, which I don't know if you heard the rumor about Deadpool three. Did you hear about this? No, what is it? So there is a villain. I'm trying to let me see if I can make sure I get the name of the villain right. Oh, Madcap. You know who, I'm ta- who that is? Mm, I don't remember. So in in the comics, Deadpool basically Madcap is everything Deadpool is. Everything in terms of the powers, the goofiness. The only difference is that he's evil and he dresses differently. The rumor is that they're trying to get Madcap in for Deadpool three to be played by Jim Carrey. 
Well, that'd be funny. That'd be you great. know what would be a great villain for Deadpool? And I forget what the name of the villain is. I the, think it might just be Deadpool. The there was a character. Yeah, there was a character like no one Deadpool losing his arm or his leg gets cut off. Yeah, someone took all the body parts that were left over of Deadpool and made another Deadpool from those body parts, like a oh, Frankenstein. I know Deadpool. who you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be funny. That would be funny. Um, but I think that there's enough properties that they're gonna try and like you know it'll be like cherry picking for a while until they get to another Avengers yeah. movie in the. Film. It's just, and I won't stay on this too long, right? Because I don't want to be the dead horse. But, like, it's concerning to me because let's just say this. Before this Marvel Cinematic Universe happened, no one gave really to, like, Captain America, Iron Man, you know, Thor. They were all C plus B list Marvel characters. Right. Fight me on it, but they were, right? No, you're not wrong. The biggest characters in Marvel have always been the X-Men and Spider-Man. Yep. They've always been the most profitable and the most well-known. Right. And then we go into this cinematic universe where these characters have elevated in status to the point that people are like, well, the big three are Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man. They're like the Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Right. But here's the thing. When you take those people away... It just, it like, it felt like too much was riding on them, and the love wasn't spread out enough. Like, it's good that they could brought Tom Holland in for Spider-Man to take up some of that load, but honestly, dude, I really would have loved to have the X-Men four years ago, because yeah. it would have it helped this, because, like, all these movies coming out right now, dude... Like, it's like if DC came out with a bunch of movies, and it's like Richard Dragon. I know who Richard Dragon is, but the general public is not going to give a fuck about Richard right. Dragon. Right, I was, I was about or, to say the same thing. Yeah, like, okay. Or Legion of Superheroes. Like, I and most comic book fans will get, but the, the fucking, the everyday Joe, right? right? They're not going to give a shit about it. I don't think anyone really will give a shit about Shang-Chi. I think it's Shang-Chi, right? Yeah, you're right. I don't even know who it is, dude. And I have a, <laughs> a, a fairly comparable knowledge of Marvel stuff. Yeah. It just feels as though the C-listers are coming out right now. Yeah, because they kind of have I, to. But but why do they have to, right? Because they Why didn't... can't we have another Captain America movie with Sam as Captain America to hold things down? Be... Why isn't that happening? Why do we have to do a Disney Plus thing? Well... My guess is that, and and I, I can't speak for Kevin Feige or Marvel or anything like that, and but this is this is just big picture here. With Cap, for I thought about this too. With Cap and Iron Man, could there be more stories you do with them? Yes, you ultimately could, but I think for their character arcs, I'm content with what they did with them. I think that the Disney Plus shows are done to flesh out not only heroes, but possibly other villains and other threats that could be tied back into Marvel. Because I think that what they they started to do in the first um, in the Infinity Saga leading up to Endgame, and they're going to do it more now, is they're going to start branching out and establishing other sections of the Marvel universe. So you might not have an Avengers movie, but you could have like a cosmic event here or a Earth event here, and blah. You know, I mean, the different uh, different specters and different aspects. Um, I'm not saying it's gonna be easy, but I think I mean fuck Kevin Feige did it with a bunch of Marvel characters that no one really gave a rat's ass about. And yeah, you tra- make a good point there. So I'm just saying his track record speaks for himself. I think that there are still so many more, and I think the reason that they haven't done you know obviously we know why they haven't done X Men and Fantastic Four is because Fox had the rights at the time, and I think that they weren't anticipating this to happen. And so now, like I said, they when they did Comic Con. 
they announced a shit ton of movies, right? But you didn't hear a Fantastic Four announcement. You didn't hear a Mutants-esque uh, announcement or anything like that. Hell, I heard they rewrote the script of Black Panther 2 because they're going to introduce Storm. So they're they're going to... Even Feige said it himself. He goes, my big projects right now as far as what I want to do is fantastic. Like the big like the big things he wants to really make, like hit knock out of the park, is Fantastic Four, X-Men, and... Um, Oh, God, what was the third thing? <laughs> it was the third one. He said Fantastic Four, X-Men, and... Oh, my God, this is going to bug the shit out of me now. I know, but aren't they doing a Blade movie, too? They are. I think it's going to be a Disney Plus. Um, I think it's going to be a Disney Plus. That's going to be dude, interesting. That I'm excited for. Dude, not for nothing, right? Those three Blade movies were the shits. I love them. And they did not feel like comic book movies, dude. They, but yeah. they were so fucking good, dude. They were. So fucking good. Yeah. So my point so. is though is that like it's gonna take time. It's gonna be a low ball, but I think he's um oh well, it's gonna bug the shit out of me. He said um, Fantastic Four. Oh, it kind of goes in hand with Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four, X Men, and Doctor Doom. He said I'm very mm. big into Doctor Doom, and the last thing he said about it was I want to turn Doctor Doom into the Darth Vader of MCU. Hmm, interesting. I do like my Doctor Dooms. He is my favorite Marvel villain next to Magneto. So, and I mean, then think about it. They haven't even touched any of those yet. Mm, that's true. So, the, and that's I mean, true. like, think Dude, of okay. This. So, uh, let me ask you this real yeah, quickly. Yeah. Right. Do you think they're going to reintroduce Captain America or Iron Man in any way, shape, or form? I mean, they could. I mean, if it. If but it, do you think they're going to? Maybe for a one-off. I mean, shit. They did it with Iron Man. Iron Man showed up in Spider-Man movies. You know? Yeah, but he was alive then. He ain't alive Dude, they've now. done fucking time travel. They're into magic now. I mean, shit's gonna get crazy with the multiverse. There's a there, literally Doctor Strange. I think the reason, and I, this, I'm just speaking for myself here. The reason Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness is so interesting to me is because you could literally do anything the fuck you want at this point. That movie is a wide open book to say, here we go. We're gonna just do this because multiverse theory. True. So That's true. you can do anything. I heard you know how many. If you ever get a chance, there are some amazing. I mean, you know this from from just being a comic book fan and reading the internet. There are so many interesting fan theories about like fan pitches of how to do certain things. Some of them are shit, but the good ones are really, really good. Mm-hmm. And they all revolve around mostly the multiverse of madness. Um, but like. If you think, just think the, just think the X Men TV show, the animated one, the best one ever, right? Mm-hmm. Think of all the characters that are in there, both good mm-hmm. and bad. We've seen two in the MCU: Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. That's it. True. You have a wide open door, especially. I mean, I hate to say it because I do like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. But especially if they're going to recast everybody, which, I mean, I don't blame them to separate themselves from the Fox movies. But, like, that's going to be a ton of different characters, a ton of different stories, a ton of different opportunities that you could really have fun with. And then you get Fantastic Four, and then it's just, it's, it's, it's going to explode. My only request for the X-Men is they better fucking wear a comic accurate. I need my Wolverine to be wearing his goofy-ass mask. Well, someone... He needs to look... Someone said that Feige's a big fan of the yellow outfit. Good, because he needs... Actually, I know I'm in the minority of this. I love the yellow and blue, but I'm a big fan of the the mustard yellow and the brown. Oh, I get so hard Ooh, for the... Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I love... So, that's his current costume right now, too. So, just saying, like, 
I, that that's what's interesting to, to me and i'm just being totally transparent they really did a big job of like building everything to end game so the reason like i'll tell you right now straight out the reason i want to see the black widow movies was i want to see like okay where in the god's name are you going with this stuff i have an idea i have a theory but it's almost like a clean slate it's a challenge to see like okay let's let's see let's okay you took out two of your key members Let's let's f and go. Let's see how how well you're gonna write your right way into the next big thing. Like I'm curious how they're gonna try and top Endgame. No, we'll see. We will see. We'll indeed. see. But I think that does it. I think it's a good 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 wrap up here on this week's episode. I mean, there's a lot of discussion. I love that little banter about Marvel at the end here. Um, mm, yes. Uh, Suicide Squad looks great. Black Adam, everything. So many good things. But we want to hear from you guys, of course, over on Twitter at Pod Fandom. Let us know what you guys want us to talk about in future episodes or anything like that. Hit us up on Twitter and make sure you download the latest episode on your favorite podcasting platforms. Always love hearing from you guys. If you're on Twitter, let us know your favorite wrestling theme songs because we want to hear um, some really obscure ones. Some really obscure ones. Uh, X Factor, my God. So good. You dealing with the X Factor? I got everything Uncle fucking cracker. Yes. So good. good. good anyway, I'm gonna uh, look to see if I can download that now. Oh, you can. There's a there's a there's a um there's an album version out there. Like a good Is quality. it on the uncaged stuff? I don't think it was on. A, I think it came on the anthology. I'm gonna have to look it up then. Yeah, but anyway, I'm okay, Fabe. That is Andrew. You can follow me at Andrew Cutter Inc. on Twitter. Uh, I am okay, Fabe on Twitter as well. Thank you all for tuning in. Appreciate the love and support, Andrew. Any last minute words? Um, nope. Everyone, stay safe, and we'll see you on the next one. Take care, and as always, take it easy. Peace.